Hi everyone and welcome to Club Live here at Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. We are live on YouTube tonight, so if you get comments in, we'll try our best maybe to answer a couple of questions. Um, before I introduce my guests, um, if you could like and subscribe to support the podcast, you can join the channel for as little as 99p. You can also buy the podcast a coffee via the Coffee Buy Legend membership via buymeacoffee.com. All the links are below. And tonight we have a full house. Um, so first of all, Mr. Scott Carney, how are you tonight? You're on mute. You're doing a Scotia, honestly. Honestly. <laughs> what a start, mate. You know what I just said? You, you do Scotia gets into trouble instantly with you of all people, I Carney. Said, I know. I said, hopefully this, this week's podcast goes better than last week's podcast, and then I go and do that, mate. Oh, brilliant. What a start. Anyway, hello, everybody. Um, yes, it's... Uh, yeah, it's the last old fun game of the season, mate. Um, the weather's good. I'll leave it there. Yes, and next we have Ryan. Ryan, you're on the move soon. How are you today? Yes, I'm good, mate. Sun shining. Um, that's about it, really. I was going to say a couple of other positive things about Rangers, but um, I sun shining, <laughs> mate. So we'll get a beer at some point over the weekend in the beer gardens. Um, I Pretty much can tell the lads we're, we're ready for the end of the season. Standards are slipping a wee bit, um, but I'm sure the man to my left here will will try and keep the keep the standards up. Yep, and last but not least, Scotia, you're usually the guy that brings a blooper instant on this podcast, but um, Carney's beat you tonight. I was so tempted to put myself on mute when I introduced myself there. Now that Carney had done it, but no. Hi guys, hi listeners, how you all doing? Yeah, so we've got a full house tonight. Um, obviously, it's old firm weekend. It doesn't feel like an old firm weekend. We will we will get into it. Um, first of all, just to touch on it quickly, um, I think we all watched it because we were all in a group chat talking about it. Um, the Glasgow Cup was on YouTube during the week. It was the B team, so we got a chance to see a couple of the players in the B team. Rangers were 3-0 down at one point after about 30 minutes, <laughs> and I thought, oh, no. Um, did well to get back into the game. Probably should have won it, I think, with the last five minutes. Missed umpteen chances, very similar to our first team, and were put out in penalties, pretty miserable penalties. Um, Tani, I know you watched the game. What was your thoughts? And was there any players that stood out to you um, going forward in the, the final league fixtures, maybe to get a wee run out? Yeah, I'll be completely honest, mate. I seen um, from when it was three one. I didn't see Rangers score the first goal. You didn't um, miss much. No, obviously I'd heard seen it in the group chat, as I say. But I was getting the the wee man saw it for his bed, and I'd seen it, and I was like, "Oh, here we go." And I was like, "Here, here we go." And uh, yeah, the second half, I thought Rangers were probably deserved to win. To probably deserving to win the game again. I didn't really see the first half, so I can't be completely. Um, honest in that review, but I thought Rangers were great in the second, like second half. I, I don't think Celtic really did anything in that second half. I thought we were really good and probably should have won the match in ninety minutes with the chances that were created. Did anybody stand out for me? Um, Weston, I quite liked him when he came on. I thought he was pretty impressive. Uh, I thought Lovely showed real flashes. However, I'll caveat all that with um, probably the worst penalties I've ever seen a Rangers team hit ever. They were shocking penalties. They really were so bad. Um, after especially the, the Celtic boy missing the first one, I thought, well, there you go. There's your momentum right there. That's that's what you need in your penalty shootout. But Rangers didn't capitalise on it at all. And yeah, the the um, the penalties were poor. So the second half before Lowry come off as well, you can see him bursting forwards. You can see that he's a wee standard above the rest. But I'm going to be honest, mate, there was nobody really that stood out enough for me to think you're ready to make the step. And I know I'm only watching 45 minutes of football really up from them, but um, there was nobody that really made the, the jump. I think there is players there that have potential. Yes, I, I had no doubt it. Rice in the midfield especially, I think he looks particularly good. Um, but not not yet, not yet, I don't think. And people calling for Lovelace, I get it, but that's due to the lack of options that we have just now. I don't think he's quite ready yet. I think the boy's only 17. You need to give him a wee bit more time, I think, um, before he makes that step. But all in all, a, 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 a decent performance by Rangers in the second half. Um, just such a shame they didn't win it in 90 minutes. And yeah, losing it in penalties makes it never easy. Yeah, Ryan, I thought a couple of players... Stood out. Lovelace, obviously, I thought was good in patches. I thought you were up front was decent at times, but I thought the boy Rice in the middle of the park, 16 years of age, he's already played for Rangers in the first team. 
I thought he looks he looks composed on the ball. I, I think he he could have a bright future for us going forward if he gets an opportunity. Um, like, like I say, he's only sixteen, but he, he was the one for me that kind of stood out. And maybe after tomorrow, do we give him a couple of games to end the season, or at least be in the bench and get some minutes in the park? I, I definitely would. I definitely would. These are the, the games from now to end the season are. Complete dead rubbers. It's it's an opportunity for 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 me first and foremost it's for the young boys to get a wee bit. Whether it's twenty minutes, fifteen minutes at the end of a game, or starting a game and getting forty five out of them, I would definitely give a couple of these guys an opportunity, give them a taste for the first team, um, show them that there's some sort of pathway because the current the current squad we've got they've had enough chances to prove themselves. I think these young boys like Bailey, like Lovelace, definitely deserve some sort of appearance or opportunity or just a taste of first-team football um, from now to the end of the season. So I, I would like to see them. I'm, I'm like Carney. I didn't see a lot of the game because I was running Toby about his, his training and whatever on a Wednesday night. But um, I did see at the end of it. And yeah, I would agree in terms of the penalties. It was very much the Aaron Ramsey uh, penalty academy that they, they arrived from. Um, disappointing for the penalties. But... They just played well. They did well. I was once it was three 0 I kind of switched Twitter notifications off because I I saw the the comments the folks saying that Zach Lovelace and Lowry should never play for Rangers because they're never good enough. Mm. And of course that's the erratic Rangers Twitter for you. But there's talent on that pitch, mate. Rangers have got a couple of cracking boys coming through. I think there's no doubt about it. Yeah, Scotia for you as well. Was there anyone that stood out for you maybe going forward? Um. I was quite interested to see when the game kicked off to see what we were like defensively. Um, obviously, the boy Jack Harkness, who, mind we, seen him. He had a really good game against that Bailey Leithen that we watched, what, two seasons ago? He had a terrible really good game. Scotia, I remember they were absolutely but, woeful. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but I was, in, I was interested. In, uh, this might lead into like one of your points about some players that we're linked with. Um, but I thought he had a good game and then he got off, taken off injured almost instantly, really. And then defensively in that first half, Rangers were very, very poor, which didn't help the lads that were speaking about there, the, your yours, your Lovelaces, your Rices, your Bailey, um, your Lowry's, sorry. It doesn't help them to kind of impose themselves on the game because I thought first half Rangers were shocking. And it been what about the what felt like the 18th time within the space of two weeks that I'd seen a Rangers team, be that the women's team, the first team, a B team, one of these variations getting beat off them. Um, second half, much, much better. But I was, I did have more of an eye on the, the Milan game, I'm not going to lie. But I watched that, we, we grew into the game. But I, stand out for me, the guys have mentioned him, I thought Bailey Rice was fantastic. I thought it was really good. You could see what a good player he's going to be, but he is only 16. I don't think he's quite ready to make up, make that leap up to play regularly in the first team for us. And similar similar to Lovelace, he's only just turned 17. Lovelace, that um, I think they're both maybe just a wee bit too young. And it comes back to this thing about do we need an extra step in the middle between the B team and the Lowland League first team? There should be a wee bit, another wee bit there. And there is um, Jimmy, the favourite referee in the world. Jimmy Robom, Ryan's pal. Right on. Thank you very much, Jimmy. Much appreciated. Thank you, Jimmy, mate. Where much in the world you. are you today? That's my question. I'll oh, read, read, read what he's it's saying. Like so he's very... interact... Yeah, did you see that? Stick yeah. twenty five on it and I've sent us the winnings. There is talk of a takeover um with Rangers, there's small talk of rumours of a takeover. There's Jimmy throwing the cash about again. Put your hands together, boys, that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cheers, Jimmy, so, mate. Yeah, no, cheers. Scotia, were you Kind of wrapping up there on your comment. Yeah, I thought I thought I'd finish there and let Jimmy take take the credit. Jimmy, no, I think fantastic, Jimmy, Jimmy, yeah. fantastic mate. Yeah, no, I just thought I'd bring the B team up just because we all sat and watched. I think quite a lot of people actually sat and watched. There was over ten thousand people on YouTube watching it. So um, interesting what they do with these boys next season. I think a few of them I would put out in loan next season. I don't know what they're really going to get for the B team next season. Some of these guys. So interesting. But moving on, it is. Um, Transfer rumours, we're going to be linked with every man and their dog going forward. It's already started. The most concrete one, and it looks like it's going through. Ryan, you're in the 
F six brigade tav, whatever it is, where you sit in the govern in the govern front. The first potential signing of the summer is a right back, Dujon Sterling, twenty three. Came through with with Chelsea. That's his parent club. He's been out and loan a few times. Um, he's been Stoke this season. He's played twenty eight games. I had a look at his YouTube clips. <laughs> Everyone oh. looks brilliant. Everyone looks brilliant on YouTube. Um, just a brief bit. I look. He looks quite a. He looks strong. He reminded me, and I'm not saying he is this player. He reminded me of Bassey slightly. I'm not saying he is Calvin Bassey, but he did remind me of him slightly. His physique, etc., was quite strong. I take it you're quite happy that the first signing is a right back potentially. On. If that's the case, I'm I'm delighted and I'm not naive enough to think that's the end of James Tavernier. I just think that it's very healthy for Rangers to sign a right back. It's something we don't do. I think we had the boy Zarafsky, I can't remember how to pronounce his name. Yeah. And we, we never really buy I think we kind of take for granted that Tavernier is always fit and he's always going to be there and he's not he will, he will, he will get injured and he, and he <laughs> his engine will burn out and he will one day stop playing for Rangers. I think this is a really healthy move if Rangers have bought a right back because it, it pushes him on as well. And that's the thing. I think sometimes that is a case for Tavernier that if he's nobody behind him, then I think every player should have somebody behind them kicking the door and trying to get their, their shirt off them. And that's just because you wear a captain's armband. I don't think that should be any different. And you also want Tavernier to pass things on. If that's like a younger boy, you want him to pass things on. He's more experienced than this, this kid that's coming in. Yes, I'm very pleased to hear things are saying a right back, and I hope it's a right back that can defend. Um, I understand Tavia produces a lot going forward. I totally understand that. I get his figures are great. He scores penalties, yes, I do get it. But I think we've missed a right back who can stop crosses and, and probably I don't expect this guy to be like Cafu, but I just I'd like us to have a kind of older school right back where maybe you play the two of them in the one game and Tavia gets to float about up there and, and do what he's good at and lets this young boy defend but I think it is a positive move if it happens, I won't believe it until the scarf's above his head, but it's definitely a positive move and yes, very encouraged to hear that we're going for a right back Yeah, I, I looked at the stats Ryan, um, I was intrigued to see if he does score goals like Tav and I looked at his stats and he doesn't doesn't score goals at all from going by stats, he looks more like a, a defender, if you want to say. So he potentially ticks that box you're looking for. And it's somebody up Tav's ass. Tav's not, not had anyone there at all to push him. And I think it's a good signing if it goes I through. I think yeah. we need I think we need refreshed and on, on the right hand side, mate, as well. And again, I'm not I'm I'm honestly I know I know I'm on about Tav and whatever. This is not me being critical of James Tavernier. I just think Rangers in general need refreshed. We all know that. But especially that right hand side, it needs something different than roll the ball out to James Tavernier and let him run up the pitch with it. Yeah. Scotia, this is a defender at heart. What's your thoughts on us potentially bringing a right back in as the first signing? It looks like we're building for the back forward. Well, on the right back thing, right, I'll start there. So I'd mentioned like uh, Jack Hartness there for the, the B team. Um, you've got Adam Devine sitting there. I think Adam Devine now needs to start asking questions if this does come through and it looks fairly concrete. Where's he in the pecking order? Is he just going to be one that uh, goes away again? Because every time that Adam Devine's been asked to come and play, I think he's been more than decent. Um, so he's going to have to start asking questions. Um, on Sterling himself, I Excuse me, I can't say that I've seen an awful lot of him, but from what I've read and from what I've looked at, he seems like, like you were saying, quite versatile, defending either side of left-back or right-back, and he can also play across the middle of defence, which then leads into the kind of discussion that we've been having recently about do we go forward with playing like a three at the back, then allowing Tav to be like a, a wing-back, because Ryan points out there that Tav isn't a defender, he's... Tav's main attribute is that he contributes going forward rather than defensively. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, but this one looks kind of fairly fairly concrete from the rumours that I've seen today. Uh, the boys were only 23-year-old, so worked with Beal before, although I think Beal said in his press conference it was maybe... Aye, when he was about eight years old or something. Eight or nine years old, aye. <laughs> so, yeah. so a while back, but still decent decent age range, but... Yeah, I, I do have like slight concerns about the fact like you've got to find that sitting there. Is it more competition? Is it a change of system? More cover? I don't know. But um, yeah, but I, you know what? I don't really like transfer silly rumor season. 
until I see someone with the scarf above their head, that's when I'll start looking at them in a wee bit more detail. Yeah, you turned in that robot a couple of times during that conversation. Of course, your, your Wi-Fi is <laughs> lagging in the, the heat down in Helensburg. Um, hopefully, I'll catch up as I bring Carney in here. But Carney, a right back coming in, as Scotia has just said, he, he he's versatile. He can play right across the back, play left back as well, this boy. So he ticks the box. I, I don't see him being a starter potentially, but we need players that can come in to do a job, and he ticks the box by the sounds of it. Yeah, <clears throat> just before we go any further, um, Anonymous has bought us five coffees um, through buymeacoffee.com. Thank you, Thank you very much. much. Very much appreciated. Uh, really do appreciate that. That's magic. Um, I, I'm not shocked by it, if that makes sense. I think Rangers are going to need to look at that position for the future because Ryan's exactly right. James Tavenier can't go on forever because this is another, another season under his belt. Um, and this season, he's not looked the same player that he was seasons before. So I, I think it makes perfect sense for Rangers to be looking to either provide competition for Tav to see if he can kick on to pull back the pull back the form that we we know that he he, he can provide um, and he, he can show. Um, but I, I I like the move. I like I like that. The, the move initially for him. I say I don't know much about him. I'm going to see here that I, I know everything about Sterling because I um, I certainly don't. But I think it is important to invest in the future and invest it correctly. This one, obviously, it's a Bosman. It's going to be free. I'd imagine the wages are not not low, but I wouldn't imagine he's they're over the top either. In order to convince him to come to to come to come to Rangers. And I think it's, I don't mean this in a bad way, Ryan, before you fall out me, I think it's a better risk to take it that way than taking it from Yilmaz and spending five million on him or whatever we spent on Yilmaz. It makes much more sense doing it this way when you have a guy that's there doing the job, if that makes sense. I know a lot of people aren't fans of James Tavernier and I'm the first to admit that he's not been the James Tavernier of old this season um, and he's probably already peaked. He's not, I don't think we're ever going to see that from Tav. Um, Again, the levels that he did get to, but again, he stats this this season um, have been amazing for a right back generally he's one of the he is like it or not he's an important player for this team because he scores the penalties he scores free kicks he gets assists um, okay defensively he's a, he's a car crash but the, most of the back line is at times um, this season especially so yeah, it's a, it's an important move for Rangers to make um, because if Tab does begin to slow down, start to break down, then we need somebody that's being the understudy and is ready to step up. Um, I do agree that if he does come in, it's probably curtains for Devine. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because young Devine, I think he's been okay when he's coming. He's, he's not got Same, a bit wrong. Yeah. Maybe Beals looked at him and maybe thought, going forward, where we want to be him. Maybe he doesn't think he's good enough potentially. Um, but we'll just need to see what happens. Well, Devine can play left back as well. He's showed versatility as well. So we'll see when that what happens there. But the only other one, which is uh, it's not as strong as the Sterling one. The Sterling one looks like it's going to go through. Um, Luis Palmer, a Honduran from I don't. I'll come to you, Scotia. Is it Aris or Aris in Greece? Um, he's played. Yeah, he's played 35 games for them, scored 13 goals, so he can get goals, Ryan. Um, I've seen different reports on this one, people saying we've been linked with him, other people saying we've not been linked with him, but we might as well talk about him because we will be looking for somebody in this position, Scotia. You're a man that um, knows everything about the Greek league and Honduran (laughs) players as well, so I thought I would come to you first on your initial reactions. On this boy, yeah, I um, massive fan of him. Um, well, I, I told you all about the last player we signed from a Thessaloniki team, so um, put that stock in whatever you want. But I that's Trollak, by the way, for everyone not realizing that. But um, I've not, I've not seen any of the boy, um, so it's, again, you've disappointed like say, all of the listeners, Scotia. They were all <laughs> waiting for you to give everything about this boy, and you just disappointed them. Yeah, I mean, I see. I just see there in the comments that RFC fifty six has put up like for four point three million quid for the boy. I think that's kind of the, the asking price round about that that I've seen getting banded about left winger. I think he's what 22, 23 year old as well, so yeah, fairly young. But it's you never know what it's going to be like with these kind 
type of players. We're definitely in the market for a left winger. If we're going to, if we're going to persist with like a 4-3-3, 4-2-3-1 formation, whatever you want, unless Beals really wants to change it up, we're in the market for someone that can play out on that left-hand side because Matondo, he's got, a, what, four games left of the season to kind of nail it down. And even then, he won't convince people. Um, so we're in that market and, you know, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, like I say, it's this silly season. We'll be linked to anyone and everyone. Yeah, Jimmy's heading out for the night. That's him. Don't know where he's going. I'd love to know where he is because he's usually somewhere exotic. Um, if you could tell us about you, Jimmy, that'd be good. Not that we're going to go home Jim- and stalk you. But... Yeah, Jimmy as well. If you want to become Ali Sugar Daddy, I think he's up for it, mate. I think he's pretty up for it. Definitely. If I can get touched to the Bahamas, and I'll carry his bag snowballer. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> Ryan, I'll bring you in. This is probably the first of umpteen guys we'll be linked with in terms of a winger type because we do need one probably on both sides. I don't know if you've had a chance to look at this guy at all and your thoughts on it. Yeah, of course. I've done my research, Charlie. Um, just yes. did it while Scotia was talking there. Uh, he's played six games for Honduras. <laughs> um, no, I don't know. I've never heard of this guy before and that does not mean he's not a good player. But he's an attacking, <clears throat> an attacking player, which is what we need. Scores goals, which I always say, I think we need goal-school midfielders. We need that, so whether it's this boy or not, but as you said at the beginning of the pod, we're going to get linked with everyone and anyone. Silly season hasn't even started yet, um, but yeah, I'd imagine this will be one of a number of names that we're going to get linked with, but I think that in terms of calibre a player, an internationalist is what we need to be looking at. We need to be looking at players who are playing top-level football in I'm going to say it. No, I don't. I'm not overly invested in taking a risk on players who are playing lower league English football. Mate, I don't know if that's the route I want to see Rangers going down. I think I'd rather see us take a gamble on boys from abroad who play international football. Yeah, Carney Ryan makes a good point. There, we're always linked with guys from England, and since Gerard's been in, we've really dipped into that market quite a lot. Sometimes successfully, but we've. We don't seem to think outside the box at times. This boy, I mean, it could be pie in the sky for all I know, but it's one of many, I think, that we'll be linked with, especially on the wing, like I say. What's your thoughts? Do you, do you agree with Ryan that we should be thinking outside the box? I mean, Celtic's an example when they went to... They, um, they used um, Postacoglu's contacts and dipped into the Japanese market. So do you think we should be looking outside the box as well? A hundred percent, mate. I think it's important to to look outside the box because even who we are trying to attract from the English league as well, the money, the, even the wages that these players are on, even if they are coming towards the end, the end of their contract and we can get them in a Bosman, the money you need to spend just to get them to be up here is a lot, is high. Um, so I'm not, I'm not against it at all. £4.3 million for a player that I know little about. Uh, that gives me the fear a little bit. I'm not going to lie. It makes me kind of go, right, hang on. He must be good if we're getting linked with a player for that value. Um, I I could be shocked. This quiet rumour of a takeover or whatever it might be, wait, be it true, be it not true, whatever, you know what Rangers Twitter is like. Um, I don't. I still don't see them coming in and going, right, there's five million, there's five million, there's five million, go out and sign as many five million players as you like, really. It's an investment for us. Um, for that, so it, it would become. I also think that comes with its own problems in terms of it being that 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 amount of money is it will become a heavy price tag for them. Um, we're seeing it right now with Rabi Matondo. Do you know what I mean? Where we we invested in him, we're seeing it with Yilmaz to a certain extent. I do believe Yilmaz has got more potential, however. Um, but you are seeing it like the the price of the weight tag and the not really on them, I suppose, but more so on fans. They go, oh, we spent that amount of money on him, so you expect them to hit the ground running. Um, it's an it, mate. We'll, I think we'll be linked with everybody and anybody that's ever played left wing. I'd imagine if Brian Loudrup's not been linked. To again for that position mate because um, it is what's going to happen um, anybody that's had a decent season that's kind of within all our, um, um, our money range then it will be uh, we'll be linked with them but I can't see any say I know anything about them all I'll say is I, I said it before I don't envy Bill get, try to get the, all these decisions right because the job on hand when you, you start thinking about everybody that we're going to be recruiting it's, it's, it's huge it really is huge Time will tell, as I say, about where we where we go, how much we spend. Uh, but I, I would be shocked if we spent four point three million pound on him. I'm not. That's all I'll say. Yeah, I just thought I'd mention it because it's it's done the rounds for oh. 
good, yeah, a good that's few weeks now. I thought, I thought I'd, I thought I'd bring it. Well, I've seen another Twitter rumor today, Scotty, saying that Tillman wants to look elsewhere. So I don't think we'll see Malik Tillman. Probably does. Um, you've I got a fan in the Scotia. You've got a fan in the comments. Scotia's hair is incredible. Best I've seen on any pod. I am Neil. Scotia has an OnlyFans page, so if you subscribe to that, you will see more of that. Um, but anyway, the only one I was going to say just quickly before we go into the promo, Carney, Scotia actually brought his name up there and it kind of reminded me there. And I've seen this week he's been linked with an exit from Rangers, was Cholak. Um, if somebody came in and gave us our money back in Cholak, would you move him on? I think you would have to. I think you would have to. Um, based on, obviously, he, he had a massive purple patch when he first signed me. I think he was, we all thought, because you've got to remember me as well, when we were first linked with him, we all classed him as the Cedric Itton replacement. Do you know what I mean? And uh, we, we didn't expect much from him. And he did. He hit the ground running. He was really good. But um, he's the same. Is he not like 30 this year? I think, is that right? Yeah, he's turning thirty so, this year. Twenty-nine or something. Twenty-nine thirty. Twenty-nine thirty. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I, I think in order for, I don't think he's going to be Rangers' number one striker next year. I think we all believe that he won't be Rangers' number one striker next year. So it's maybe a decision for him to make as well. Maybe it's a decision for him to go. Well, I'm getting to the stage of my career where I want to play every day, no matter every game, even every day. I wants to play every game. So it might be best for both parties for him to move on because I, I, I just doubt after what we've seen the kind of latter end of this, the, the season from and obviously injuries as well that I just don't see him being given the chance to be the number one um, striker at Rangers. So I think it would make sense for both parties for, for Trulak to go. Wish him no harm at all. I mean, he'd, he'd done his job when he first came here, but he did fall off pretty rapid and it didn't really seem to, to happen for him. I also don't think he'll suit what Beal's trying to build. I don't. Um, I would I would love to go back to big man, little man, Puzzle Novo stuff, but I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's the kind of route that Bill's going to go down. So yeah, um, if we got his money back for him, mate, yeah, I would I would be looking to move him on. I think it's important to get as much freshness into this team as possible, and if it frees up a wage to bring somebody else in of similar or slightly better caliber than he is, um, or a kind of even different striker than what he is, um, to more suit what Bill wants to do going forward, then yeah, I think Rangers would would definitely accept anything, not anything for him, but they would accept. A, a decent offer for him. Yeah, Ryan, go, going forward, I just I can't see Cholak being our number one next season, and I don't think he would want to be a, a number two. I don't think he's that type of guy. What's your thoughts on Cholak next season? Would would you? I know you like Cholak, but if somebody came in and offered basically our money back what we paid for him, would you move him on and maybe reinvest it in somebody else? It's a difficult one with Cholak because he had the ground running. I don't think we expect him to, to be as good as he was at the beginning of the season. He was on fire and um, he was scoring those goals against PSV and he was a number one striker. And I said at that time, I was like, I wouldn't play Morelos. Like, once Morelos is fit and once he decides to get his attitude in check, I wouldn't play him ahead of uh, Cholak. But then Cholak injured and he came back. And <clears throat> really, since Bill's come in, I don't know if Bill doesn't fancy him or. He just doesn't seem to have got that form back. Had a couple of chances and missed a couple of stinkers. I think one was at Motherwell. I remember him just absolutely fashion sakala kind of trend, really. It was. It was absolutely shocking. But he just didn't really kick on after that. But for me, I do like Cholak. I don't think we are number one striker. I'm not stupid enough to think that. But I think he still offers you something. Ali, I think he's got a bit more football about him. I think if we've got better players behind him, I would like to see him in the Rangers team next year. But if an offer comes in, then you think to yourself, is this the right time to cash in? And another another element to this is I genuinely don't believe Beal fancies him. It doesn't ever give me the impression that he's desperate for Cholak to get up to, up to speed or he talks about him getting once Cholak's fit or hopefully Tony's back fit. He doesn't really speak about him. So gives me an impression that he doesn't really fancy him. So um, if, the, if the money did come in, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if Fingers did that accept an offer. But I'd be sad to see him go. I think he's a decent big player, Cholak, and I think he's got something to offer. Yeah, I agree. I. I don't think Bill fancies me. That would be honest. Scotia, what, what's your thoughts? Are you in agreement? Would you? Would you? If the money came in, would you move more on, or would you? Would you keep him next season? I'm pretty much in Ryan's camp here. Um, with the proviso, well, and yours, and yours and Carney's as well. With the proviso that. 
if Cholak leaves, we need to have already signed three other strikers. I don't want him going out the door. He's not one of the first that want to go out the door, if you get my meaning, because this is the second season now that we're in a situation where we're all scratching our heads at the end of the season looking for someone to play up top. And if you let Cholak go and don't replace him adequately, which is a failure from an awful lot of different directions, yeah, I don't want to see that for a third year in a row. Um, I like Cholak. I agree with Ryan. I don't think he potentially suits Peel's style. Um, but I wouldn't be I wouldn't be disappointed if he hung around and was like a backup striker, no, because he kind of impact games. He's not he's never ever for me impacted the game off a bit the bench yet, which is a a wee bit of a worry. But when he started games, he's been decent the majority of the time. I mean, even the, Ryan's mentioned the Motherwell game there. He had a pretty decent game like the week before it against Hibs was it? I think it was Hibs he played and he had a, like a really good game there, linked up well, yeah. held the ball up well, you know. So. I am Kenny, more in Ryan's camp, but if we're going to sell him, get the strikers in to replace him and others beforehand. Yeah, just it was an interesting one that I seen. Just I don't think he's changed agent as well, so it was just interesting to see what's going to happen. But he'll, he'll be one of many players we have at the moment linked away. But anyway, it is my favourite part of the podcast. It is a Manscaped promo. So time for a word from our sponsors. It's time to man, mind your manholes with Manscaped. Everyone's aware by now that nose hairs are a major turn-off. That's why Manscaped's upgraded to their brand new Weed Whacker 2.0 with improved blades and motor. You can feel the power of nasty hair annihilation in the palm of your hands. Save money and attack your nose and ear hairs by going to manscaped.com and using the code CLUB at 22 to get 20% off and free shipping. Our friends, friends over at Manscaped are helping you enjoy spring air Fresh air by using the Weed Whacker 2.0 on all your face hole hair. Also, the Weed Whacker 2.0 will be in Manscaped tool sets, including the Platinum Package 4.0 and the Performance Package 4.0. So no matter what kit you pick, you will receive the new Weed Whacker 2.0 nose and ear trimmer. Let's face it, long nose hair is a major turn-off. Let's Manscaped be part of your daily grooming routine, ensuring no hair is even out of place. It's time to level up your groom game. Save 20% off and free shipping with the code CLUBAT22 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the club with the code CLUBAT22 at manscaped.com. From below to up top, get the best ingredient at Manscaped Shop. Your nose, ears, body and balls will thank you. Alice, where is the enthusiasm? Where is the enthusiasm, honestly, mate? That, it was like that's... reading it. I don't know what that was. God's sake, man. I put a wee that, bit of bravado into that's it. C- eh? CGM 55 said 6 out of 10, Ali. 6 out of 10. Yeah, 6 out of 10, man. Honestly. The man's sake. I thought you were doing sacks on that. No. To be fair, it's quite similar to most of them, to be honest, but. After no, all, the after, after all, all the all the, the freebies that Manscaped's got you, mate. Uh, well, uh, when I'm back, mm. when I'm back hosting in what are we three weeks' time, I think yeah, I will. Um, I'll put a better before. I'll I'll be more yeah. um, enthusiastic <laughs> about it. Yeah, um, that, I expect I expect you to memorise it and then do a wee dance in between and everything, mate. Aye, is that because you're a Veep man, Ali? Every time I'm up at yours, there's always Veep lying about the flat, isn't no, to be fair, to be fair, the the stuff they give you, the weed whacker two point zero, is very good. Maybe maybe that the next one will actually have the weed whacker and do a demonstration. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. Like so. you need to let your nose hair grow for the next three weeks, mate, and end it. True, true, because I do use it most most kind of most days because it is is very good. So. Yeah. Yes. No, thank, thank you, Manscaped. I'm, thanks, Manscaped. I'm not depressed that you sponsor us. We really do appreciate it. I'm not it blaming it. To be fair, I'm not blaming <laughs> it, Manscaped. I think I get halfway through the podcast and realise, oh, Christ, I'm going to iBooks tomorrow to watch Rangers. So maybe that's Aye, what it was. Possibly. Possibly. Oh, no. Anyway, moving on. Um, the next the next thing I was going to talk about was Bill mentioned in his press today. Um, obviously, we've got nine players out of contract, I think, um, end of the summer. And one guy that's been floating about, he was asked about him today in the press, or he was asked about Ryan Jack, and he didn't say much about it, but he did say, I want Ryan Jack to stay, so take from that. <laughs> Basically, I think he's going to be offered a contract. It looks like he's going to be offered a year's contract with a option to a one-year um, further deal. Um, Ryan, Ryan Jack, he's back in the squad tomorrow. Um 
whether he plays from the start, we don't know, but he's back in the squad. Would you re-sign him for a year? And apparently if you, he's on a lower wage than we think as well. So. Yeah, well, I think it was during the season. I'd heard from a pretty decent source that Ryan Jack was on quite some shocking shocking standard of wages, to be honest, for a Rangers player. So if they've put one less than that, then um, I'd imagine we'll get a house around my way. Uh, Ryan Jack, for me, mate, I don't know. I don't know. It's... Um, it's, it's, a, it's such a hard one because there is like a sentimental side to Ryan Jack and <clears throat> it hurts us all when he breaks down. If we are signing him again, which it looks as if we are, I, I hope Rangers aren't planning round that Ryan Jack is going to be there. That's what I hope. I hope it's kind of like we'll bring a midfielder in, we'll sign a central midfielder and Ryan Jack's here just in case this guy doesn't settle in. Or I just hope that Rangers aren't planning another season with Ryan Jack because I think... I'm pretty sure we've planned with Ryan Jack in our midfield for years now. And unfortunately, he breaks down and doesn't recover and, and, and struggles with his fitness and injuries. So if he has getting a new contract, then I'm not going to sit here and say I'm against it because, of course, he can be a positive player for Rangers. I just hope that we've got a signing up our sleeve. I hope we've got a first-team midfielder up our sleeve that we can play and then Ryan Jack plays a bit part player or whatever he does or, or ends up taking the jersey off him because he's a fit season and he's, he's fit all year, then then so be it. I just, it's the caveat, if you're signing him, then I hope we've got a, a plan in place that um, that we're not sitting there going, oh, Ryan Jack broke, why did we give him a new contract? Yeah, I agree. I, I'm in your camp, Ryan, as well. Uh, Ryan Jack, for me, I'm quite happy to give him a year's contract, but... Not, not on the basis that he's a first team starter next year. I want a guy to come in that position and Ryan Jack to to help out next season, come in for games that we need him. Carney, obviously, he's, he's your he's your favourite player. He's he is our best midfielder in the position he plays. Ryan Jack when he's fit and available. The problem is he's not always fit and available. I take it you'd be quite happy with a, a further year deal for him. Absolutely delighted, mate. I don't know why it's not another ten year deal. Uh, no, re- realistically, um, I I completely agree with both of you. I, I agree with Ryan and and yourself, Ali, that that it, it can't. Ryan Jack's not the the long term solution to the midfield, but we're going to need to still recruit there. I, I I still believe we will. I don't think Bill's silly enough to put all these eggs in one basket with Ryan Jack because he will get injured. There will be points that he won't be able to play next season. Um, it's important. I know we always say that we need to manage him, etc. And it, it, maybe that's not always ideal, having a player within your squad that you have to do that with. But Ryan Jack, um, Scorsese, you can correct me if you're wrong, counts as the Scottish homegrown player thing, trained, whatever. Is that what it is? Yeah, is that correct? Scot- no, Scottish homegrown, yeah. Scottish homegrown. Yeah. So I think it's important to keep him there for, for that reason as well. Ryan Jack is the best midfielder that we have in his position um, when he is fit. And it's always when he is fit that you finish that sentence with. Um, I love Ryan Jack. I really do. Uh, I'm not shocked that, he's keep, that we're keeping um, for an extra year. Uh, I think it makes sense to do so, especially because he won't be asking for a, a ridiculous amount of uh, money. And he's also, he's he's intelligent enough to know his situation as well. He knows he needs to be managed. He knows he can't play every game. He knows there's periods he's going to be injured. But when he's been coming back since his major injury that he had, he, he doesn't look like he's taking as long as he as he used to in order to get himself back up to, to game speed. Um, I, f- I do an alley, full spoiler, I fully expect him to start tomorrow. Um, uh, as soon as I heard that he was in the squad, I was like, I fully expect him to start because I don't know why you wouldn't. I honestly don't know why you wouldn't, but it makes sense, I think, um, for an extra year with a, an option of a further year's extension. Uh, and yeah, that's the uh, that's a good bit of news for me this week that Ryan Jack's hanging about. <laughs> Yeah, Scotia, I take it you're happy. Being purely selfish, I, I would hope Ryan Jack has looked at his international career, similar to Scott Arfield, and maybe pack it in. I don't think he will because I think he enjoys playing for Scotland. But what's your thoughts on this one? I, I assume you oh, sorry. Happy. I need to cut in. Sorry, Scotia, because I forgot. I'm sorry. Dundee Taylor's bought us three coffees as well via buymeacoffee.com. Uh, thank you very much, Dundee thank Taylor. Much. much appreciated, mate. Yeah, cheers, Dundee. Um, yeah, right, uh, Ryan, Ali, um, where do you want me to start on the Scotland thing with Ryan Jack? 
Because I've oh, seen we're not here. We're, we're, we're not here all night, Scotia. Keep it, keep it, keep it short. <laughs> right, no, 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 no. Well, I've seen, I've, I've seen some people mention that if Ryan Jack signs an extension, then it needs to be with the caveat that he doesn't go on international duty anymore. Now he can't really do that. It's up to the player himself whether or not they want to do that or not. Either way, I'm not overly fussed because I, my position in Ryan Jack hasn't changed for the last couple of seasons because he's been injury prone in the last couple of seasons anyway. And I've always liked Ryan Jack that I would keep him in the squad because I do think he's one of the best players like you've mentioned there. And I think CGM 55 again put up a, a wee thing there about that with Raskin. When Jack plays with Raskin, Raskin looks far better. And I've said to you guys, um, not on pods, but like off air in the pub walk along Paisley Road West, that Raskin with Lundstrom, Lundstrom slows Raskin down a wee bit too much for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really like Ryan Jack. And you remember as well, Obviously, Beal's pretty much come out and confirmed that yeah, he's getting offered a deal. But the press conference last week before the, the game last weekend, um, Beal came out and said that there was two or three or two two players that they've offered contracts to out the out of contract once. Then that opens up the question, is that another is that Scott Arfield as well? I maybe suspected it could potentially be Kieran Wright because he's out of contract, but yeah, that's another discussion. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I I thought they would offer Ryan Jack a contract out all the players that were that were leaving. I, I thought he was the, the obvious one. Arfield's potentially. I, I don't know. Um but anyway, moving forward to to preview the this this the game against Celtic tomorrow. One thing I have noticed this week, Ryan, and I've not noticed this in a long, long time with Rangers maybe going to the barriers to a point. Even that, I still don't remember it. The amount of seats that have been available to purchase this week at Ibrooks is frightening in terms of how many. There's still you can go on the website tonight. There's still seats there, Ryan. For an old firm, it's, that's usually unheard, and it just shows where we are and where the support is at the moment. But what's your thoughts on the amount of empty seats for tomorrow? Unfortunately, it is a, a sad reflection on. Not our season, but where the club or how the club's been ran the past couple of years, Ali. I think. I think things are coming to a head. I think, I hope that that we don't have a defeat tomorrow. But I think if we do get def- a defeat tomorrow, I think the crowd could turn nasty. I think there could be a hostile atmosphere inside Ibrox tomorrow if, if things don't go our way. I think fans are fed up, mate. I think they're fed up of of the constant kind of being let down. Um, I don't blame any fan for, for staying away. Like I'll be honest with you, I'll put my hands up. I think I said to you boys a couple of weeks ago, if they had the opportunity to win the league there tomorrow, eh, I wouldn't have went. I wouldn't have went because I can't take it. I'm pretty bad loser when it comes to That's not to, to right. games. <laughs> I know, I know, and, and and I'm sorry, and I'm sure staunch people are going to a better place than I am, but I just can't take it. I've been, <laughs> I've been, at, <laughs> I've been at Ibrooks before when, when I was at the game when they beat us five one at Ibrooks, and I left yes, the field. Mate, I'm not one of these kind of guys who. Who sits about pretends I'm going to a better heaven and everybody else. I just I can't take it, so I remove myself from the situation. So if that was the case, then that's what I would have been doing. I wouldn't have been going tomorrow. But um I will be there. But I think it's no surprise with empty seats. Um Rangers fans have stuck by this club through tougher times than this. They've always put their money down. We've sold out stadiums all over Scotland for years more than the lower divisions where I've played Peterhead. I don't question the Rangers fans' loyalty at all because these tickets aren't there. I think it's just a reflection on how the club's been running. The club the ta- the club are support the supporters are tired now and they want change. And yes there's personnel being changed but we need to see something now. We need to see a product in the park that we're all excited to go and see. And I also think there's a wee element of fans know that it's not going to be an old for atmosphere tomorrow. It's not going to be as I think you might get a bit of singing tomorrow but you won't get an old for atmosphere. They're not there tomorrow. And I think if those tickets if they, if they were there tomorrow, I think you would probably see those tickets would be sold out. It's not, it's an old firm on paper, but in terms of atmosphere and, and the occasion, it's, it's miles away from being an old firm game, mate. Yeah, it can. It's, it's, it's disappointing to see all these tickets available because old firm tickets are usually like gold dust. I mean, I've got mm-hmm. from from somebody we know who has a has a spare ticket and he's, he's asked me to try and get rid of it and I can't get rid of it. Um, he's even actually said something to just take it. But it's um, I went on the website today, Carney, and there's just it's littered with seats all over the ground now, and it's um, hi, it's a sad state of affairs, isn't it? 
It is, mate, yeah, and it pretty much sums this season up in one full swoop, mate. Um, it's always an old firm in terms, as Ryan says, it's always it's always an old firm. You always want to beat them, no matter what, you always want to beat them. Um, but this one's... This one's as hollow as a one as I can remember um, for a while. I just, it doesn't really feel like, like usually when we're sitting doing a preview pod of the old film, we're all, all especially me, I'm already in bits where I'm like wanting to stand up and sit down, go to sleep and go for a run all at the same time and go for a run, who am I kidding? Go for a walk, I'll say, go for a walk. Um, but th- this one... <laughs> A lot of people have got to the end of this season and went, that's plenty. I think I, I can't I can't be doing it anymore. And I, I just, maybe they want to do things elsewhere. A lot of people have went in early holidays as well because there's nothing left yeah. for us at the end of this season. There's no cup final. There's no, and you've, everybody knows, speaking like an old man here, that it's cheaper to go away in May than it is to go away in June. So um, a lot of people would have just went, no, let's just go away as early as we can, um, I think. But look, it is what it is tomorrow. I think it's important for I think it's important for Bill to do his utmost to try and get a win tomorrow because I, I agree with Ryan. I think a defeat does a lot more damage um, to, to the team, to the morale, the morale of the fans. And I think it's important that he tries to get tries to get a win. To, I, I know he will. I'm not, I know I'm not acting like he's he's going there to um, not to. Um, but it's. I'm the same. See, without fans, it just it doesn't really feel the same. I'm not for one for giving the full broom loan back because I don't think I don't think it'll ever happen. So I don't want for something. It's like me wanting Rangers to sign Haaland. It's never going to happen. So I don't think Rangers are ever going to move back to the full broom loan. But without fans there, it does change the whole aspect of it as well because it's, it's just us watching Rangers v Celtic and there's no none of that. Um, the the kind of none, none of the real kind of battle fever, I suppose. Look, it'll probably kick in for me. I'm not going to lie. It'll probably later on tonight or tomorrow, first thing tomorrow morning. It'll definitely still kick in for me because uh, I always want to beat them, um, and I always will want to beat them, no matter what it's at. So, but yeah, the fact that there's tickets left, mate, and the fact that you can't even give away is it Tommy's you're talking about. You can't even give away Tommy's ticket. Uh, yeah, I think it's. I've never seen it before like that. I've never seen it before. Even on Twitter, people saying, "Oh, there's a spare going." I've never seen anything like that. But sums up our season, mate. Yeah, Scotia. I mean, I, I thought there'd be a few tickets available. I did, but the amount of tickets I'm seeing, and even on Twitter, folk trying to give their season tickets away and stuff, it's. Um, I think it shows the confidence that the fans have in these group of players that they, they don't have confidence in them tomorrow going. Um, but on the flip side, I mean, we're going tomorrow. We need to back these players tomorrow. We still need to back them. Um because it's big for Beal tomorrow, this tomorrow's coach. If he gets beat again, it's another blimp in his record. If they can win tomorrow, it, it gives us something, because the first old firm is at Ibrooks next season. I know it's a completely different set of players next season, but it was just I just thought it was disappointing to see the amount of empty seats at Ibrooks for an old firm. Yeah, but it's not really that surprising when you take into account that even like after the old firm defeat in the, the Scottish Cup there, the amount of folk that you've seen selling their season ticket for the last three remaining games, there was an awful, an awful lot of folk doing that, things like that. And then take into account that we're into May now, MyJers, if you've renewed your MyJers, that just came out early in the week. Season ticket renewals came out early in the week as well. So that's you're already quite a fair bit in that if people maybe want to go like, right, you know what, it's a, I would disagree that it's not, a, it is and it isn't a dead rubber game. And I'll come on to that, but um, I can understand why people want to do it. And it's, listen, it's people's people's money they put it into. They can do what they want with it. The reason I don't think it's a dead rubber game is because Beal's getting very, very close to playing, what, five, six games against Celtic and not getting a win against them. Um, it could become a he's thing. Getting, yeah. he's, uh, that's getting into Kenny Cushinia territory. You know, at least I mean, people moan about Geo. Geo beat them in the Scottish Cup. It becomes psychological, I think, a wee bit. So I think this is very important that he goes out and at least gets a result. Sometimes it's been the players that's let him down. League Cup final was himself that let him down because he, I, me personally, he picked the, the wrong team, the wrong tactics for that game. But I think this is an important game. And it's like I was saying for the Aberdeen game last weekend. Although they are dead rubbers, they aren't really because we'll all go mental if we get beat or if we play poorly. You know what it's that's like true. and... Listening, listening to Rangers Twitter, then that kind of feeds your mood as well, or Rangers yeah. social media if you go and follow, follow, etc. 
know, that feeds your mood. So um, as much as you, I agree that it is dead rubber games, it isn't really because that's not the reality of the situation when you take everything into consideration. Yeah, no, I'm sure when it kicks off tomorrow, though, we'll, we'll get going. But it was, um, yeah, it's just, People have got the right to not go to the game tomorrow and stuff. I'm not slagging people. I just I would just thought it was disappointing to see the amount of empty seats at Ibrooks for an old firm. Um, but yes, we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow. But moving on to the game, the presser today. Um, Beal, I thought he was all right in his presser today. Oop, something flashed up there. Stevie T. Stevie T, thank you very much. Much appreciated. Thank um, you very much, mate. Yeah, no, the, the pressure was today. I thought Beal was a bit more cute with his answers today. It's as if somebody's had a wee word in his ear. I thought he was much better today. He was asked about Morelos. He said there's no issues with Morelos. He's very robust and he's fine. And he is in the squad tomorrow, which I was surprised after his comments last week. Um, injury news, Ben Davies is out. I don't think we'll see him to end the season. Ryan Jack, we've talked about, is back. Kent is still out. McCrory will start tomorrow. I quite like that comment for Beal coming out and saying he is starting tomorrow. That that was a good comment for me. Um, and he was asked about players leaving, and he's not going to come out and give the press a list of players that are leaving when we've got four games left to play, which I think is just... I know the press are looking for a line, but come on. Um, he says they'll make news at the end of the season in terms of who's going. And Ryan Jack, we, t- we touched on in terms of the contract situation. He did say... Um, he wants him to say so feed into that and there he is as always Jim Sloan he'll get me going with that altogether <laughs> <laughs> we could sing a chorus each year no uh, we'll do that later on the group chat Jim um, no much appreciated Jim just about every week you, you, you donate to this podcast and it's uh, much appreciated but um, yes before we go into teams and scores in fact no Ryan I'll come to you your thoughts on tomorrow your team and your score, because I just see the time in the corner there. Just a clip from the last... Don't be That's just Ryan. Get the back of fever going, mate. Get the stuff. That's the spirit. Listen, boys. Like, I don't even know where to start. This this team <laughs> need to show something. It doesn't matter. If you're leaving tomorrow, if you're leaving, tomorrow, if, if you're leaving this season, sorry, that's fine. I wish I, I'm not really bitter by any of the players that are leaving. I really am not. Even Ken or whatever, I'm not bitter by them. Whoever plays for Rangers tomorrow, take a bit of pride in yourself. Like these players must be walking into their, their wives and their, their kids and that, and they're like, Did you get beat again for Celtic, Dad? Did you get beat again for Celtic? Like, take a bit of pride in yourself. You're not gonna do it for us, you're not doing it, do it, do it for yourself. Like, be selfish and think to yourself, do you know what? I'm gonna walk into the missus and go, We done them today. Like, just have a bit of pride in yourself. That's what I want to see because all I see constantly is players who frustrate me and go into their shell and don't leave one on that lot and just try something different tomorrow. That's what I want to see, Ali. I don't want to see this sitting off or, or us trying to out-tactic them or just turn it into an old-school match. I'm not trying to be like a Rangers dad. Just lay one on them. Get get close to them. Like, fill them. Do stuff that they don't like and they don't get because they get a lot of respect in Scotland because they are fast <coughs> and they are a decent team. But do something different against them and see how they like it, and it will give us an idea of what they're going to get next year. But I just want to see the players take a bit of pride and and give us something, give us something that we think to ourselves, you know what, we might be all right next season. Keep one or two of these guys because it's not going to be. People think this is going to be eleven new players or nine new. I don't think it will be, mate. I think there's going to be a few players staying that you're not expecting. There will be a lot of players coming in, but I still expect to see a kinda three or four players there that, I mean, if you're all talk, already talking about Goldson, Tavernier, Ryan Jack already, you're talking about, that's it started. So don't be surprised if that is the kind of players that are playing next season, but just something different in terms of application and desire for that for that ball. Now, if you're not going to play for Rangers and show desire for the jersey, show desire for yourself. You're playing football, you're competing. Just lay one on them. That's all I want to say. And your team and score, Ryan? 4 0 Celtic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I will go for McCrory. Back four picks itself, I think, because Ben Davies is out. The Turkish delight at left back. I will pick Raskin, who I do want to say just in a, a small word on him. 
he is starting to get a wee bit used to playing the ball sideways, I have noticed. Mm. I don't know if anybody else has noticed it. It's the Lundstrom thing, mate. Well, it might be. It might be Scotia. And if that's the case, let's get John Lundstrom TF. Um, I'd like to see Raskin. I'd like to see Cantwell. I would like to see... I would like to see Lowry, mate. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I want to see something fresh in the middle of that park. Something a bit left field, if you want to say. I want to see up front. I want to see Zach Lovelace up front. Because I don't want to see Alfredo Morelos again. I want to see Scott Wright on the right. And who do I want on the left? Give me somebody. Matondo, there you go. Yeah, I want to see that. I just want to see something different. If Lovelace is struggling, it's not going to happen. I know it's not. But that's why I want to see something different. People who are hungry for that jersey and hungry to, to show something. Alfredo Morales is not your answer tomorrow and I will stick by that. I would like to see nothing better than Michael Beale leave him out of the team tomorrow altogether. I think it would be a statement that you don't take this manager lightly. Uh, so just freshness I want to see. I don't think I'll see it. Um, and I will go to one Rangers. Yo, Mas, first go. <laughs> Hope you've got your Turkish flag in that govern front tomorrow, Ryan. I'll be looking out for it. Always. Yes, bring that to the right side afterwards. Um, that was an interesting team, Ryan. I really can't see it, but I like your thinking anyway. You might as well. Um, Scotia, thoughts on tomorrow, teams and score? Yeah, like I say, this is this is really important, this game for Beal. I think it's because he goes in and, as I say, losing, losing all these games or drawing. Game's not beaten. Let's put it that way, not beating Celtic. That is a psychological thing, and I think we're all already looking forward to the first game of the old firm next season. But he needs to go into this with at least something to hang your hat on, which so far we've had bits and pieces of it, but we've not really had the main thing about it, the three points or the progression in the next stage of the cup or, or the cup itself. Um, so it's very important for um, Beal to get this right. My team is going to be different than I thought it was going to be last week mainly because of some of the injury news and things like that. Um, slightly different to Ryan's as well. Um, and there's a couple of players in there that might be shocked to hear. Um, I'm going the exact same back five. McCrory, Tav, Goldson, Suter and Yelmaz. I think I, even if Davis was um, fit and available to play, I think given as well that McCrory played against Aberdeen, I was quite comfortable with him. Really, really good performance. The ideal team time to fit in Suter there. I'm going for a midfield of, and as I said to Ryan, this is a player you might not expect. I think he's going to stick with Lundstrom. So a midfield of Lundstrom, Raskin, Cantwell and Hadji. And then I'm going to go with Matondo and Morelos up top. And then on Morelos, I think I think he's had a wee bit of a ill-advised attempt to boot Morelos up the arse last weekend with the comments that he came out with. Because He's kind of almost contradicted himself in the press conference, but I just see Morello starting because who else are you playing? I don't, I said earlier, I don't see Lovelace, yeah, but he's only 17, 16 year old. So, no, for me, Alfie probably has to start. And what's your score, score, or something ridiculous? Oh, without... Yes, ridiculous indeed. Let's um, leave Ibrooks with, well, we've got one game after this, but 3 um, 2 Rangers with oh, um, Matondo. Matondo to score first. <laughs> That would be an interesting game, that one. Um, yeah. Carney, your um, thoughts on tomorrow, team and score? Oh, I know, and again, without saying that, I've got a, tin pot, a tinfoil hat on, even uh, Stephen McLean's a referee tomorrow. <laughs> Honestly, man. Yes, that should be. That should be what interesting. What team does he support, Carney? Uh, I think he's a Motherwell fan or something. I don't even know, mate. I don't know. But, but, he hopefully, that, has he? Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he'll be all right, and um, PLZ will not have to come out and say something about Rangers fans again. Um, t- tomorrow is important. It's important for Bill. It's important for these players. And I, I, I mean, I'm going to try and add on to what Ryan said there, and I can't because that's everything that I believe as well. I think if you're not going to show desire for this for the club, if you are leaving, then do it for yourself. Um, do leave your leave your mark um, at this club because we all say it and we'll all we'll all forever say it that you won't play for a bigger club than this when you go. So you make your make your mark, make your mark and make it count. Um, in terms of my team tomorrow, um, 
same back five. Uh, delighted McCrory's keeping his place. Absolutely delighted with that. It's about time that he, he's uh, he's allowed to continue. Um, allowed a, a little stretch. Uh, I do think it that again, Tess missed on me. You know, I'm like, I do think it's awfully convenient that as soon as the league was over, he was fit. I was like, what? <laughs> It's going to like, well, yeah, he wasn't fit before that. Are you sure? Um, so, no, but it's very important. I think McCrory, um, he shows that he can be, look, no matter what, we need to keep him in the summer, but uh, it's important for him to be able to show that he can be back up. Um, it's important for him that he can be the number two. So, yeah, same back five. Don't see that changing. My midfield is... What I want it to be is to be Jack Raskin and Cantwell. I think there's potential that he'll start Lundstrom. I hope he doesn't. There's no point. Just play Brian Jack because uh, it does help Raskin. There's no doubt. The front three, there's not much to go on. There really isn't much to pick. Um, I would love if he did something different. I really would. I can't see Alfredo Morelos not playing. Uh, and I know that sounds ridiculous because of the comments that he's made on him, but what option does he have? Um, I suppose it's maybe a chance for Morelos to leave his mark on the old form as well and maybe see the Alfredo of old for 60, 70 minutes, that would be nice. But ugh, I, I don't know. As I say, the, the striker position, I just don't know. I've got no faith in... Um, I've got no faith in uh, Fashion Sakala to do anything through the middle for Rangers. So I would probably need to pick Morelos, unfortunately. Uh, on the left, Matondo on the right, Scott Wright. That would be my team. And 3-1 Rangers. Can't well to get a hat-trick. Oh, God. Celebration. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I agree with everything the three of you have said. I agree with I in terms of the need to show a bit of heart, desire, um, a bit of pride in themselves tomorrow. I thought Scott Wright was a guy that came on last week and showed a bit of pride in himself for a guy that potentially is moving on in the summer. My team... Would be the same back five. I was humming and hawing with Ryan Jack today, but then I thought every time Ryan Jack's been out for us for four or five weeks, he comes in and just slots in, and you think he's never been away. So Ryan Jack starts for me. We're asking Cantwell, Rabi Matondo on the left because I just think we need to persist with him. I'm giving Scott Wright a start on the right-hand side. I know a lot of folk will say he doesn't play well when he starts, but I'm going to start him because who else do you put there? You could put Hadji, but I just think he's still miles off it. Yeah. And my dilemma through the middle is I don't think Morelos should play for us. I know he's I agree. the striker. By the way, I, I, I do, ag- I do yeah, agree. No, I, agree. I, yeah. I completely agree with people saying play Morelos because he's the better striker and Sakala can, can't hit a barn door at the moment. I completely agree with that, but... I just don't think um, Morelos should play for us. So the, my only option is I'm playing Sakala in the middle tomorrow. I think what Morelos Scott, might come What up. about Scott Arfield as a false nine? Possibly. Will he, he might shock us with something tomorrow. I don't know. I, I, I thought just, you were I, saying that I was away in training as well. What did this call you, oh, you were. You were, mate. Yeah, you're <laughs> maybe starting tomorrow. No, tomorrow. He, 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 yeah. said, he, he said, said no. Scotia, 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 Scotia told me no yesterday. No, he told me no. Scotia filled a fitness test. <laughs> I failed it on. Aye. I was too nervous. Nah, <laughs> that, that's why he's having that beer. That's why he's having that beer <laughs> yeah. for the podcast. Yeah. He's too nervous. Um, but no, that, that's that, that's my team. It's really slam patterns. Let's be honest about it. I'll be intrigued what he plays tomorrow. I'll be intrigued about the bench too tomorrow. But um, yes, my scoreline tomorrow. I'm going to go. I think they'll score two one Rangers, and I'm going to go. I can't well first goal scorer. So, yes, so we have ran over the hour. So, yes, that is it. It's like I say, as Ryan and um, Carney and as Scotia have said about tomorrow, it's, it's, it's down to the players in the park once again. I don't know how many times we've said this before an old firm, but it is. It's playing for pride. It's, it's playing for us in the stands tomorrow. Um, and it's playing for their future in terms of even if they're not at Rangers tomorrow, people watching them um, going forward. So, I would like to thank everyone in the comments tonight, everyone who kindly donated as well. Um, very much appreciated. And um, last but not least, my um, guest tonight, um, Scott Carney. Thank you for coming on and I will see you tomorrow. Yeah, pleasure, mate. Um, yeah, um, yeah, you're right, mate. There's not much more that we can do as fans. This is really down to the players now to show... 
a little bit of pride in themselves, a little bit of pride in themselves, and yeah, which uh, on paper it looks like pretty meaningless, but I don't think they ever can be fully meaningless in an old firm game. I think it's important that these players that wish to be here show why they deserve to be here, and the players that are leaving, um, take a bit of pride in yourself, um, take a bit of pride in yourself. Go, just go and give them a game, man. Honestly, just give them a game. Make them work hard for everything, every pass, every time they've got possession. Just make them work hard, and we'll see where we end up. And whatever you do, please don't concede first Rangers. That would be brilliant. Um, but yeah, well, I'll see you tomorrow, mate. And uh, hopefully, there's um, four happier um, three, four. I don't know if we're all going to be there. Doesn't matter. But you'll see some of our faces, if not all of our faces, tomorrow after the game. And hopefully this time we're happier than the the previous old firm games of um, of this season. But again, cheers everybody in the chat. Cheers um, all the donations as well. Absolutely superb. Really do appreciate it. Yes, and Ryan, thank you for coming on. Are you making an appearance in the Vice Out tomorrow, or is, is this happening? Is this because the sun's out, or? I am actually not making an appearance. I um, I've got logistical. Mm. Problems tomorrow, um, but I will be at the game, but I'll be there in my old man. Um, we will see what happens. It'll be interesting to see how this pod goes. I can see it's named Old Firm Preview. I always find it when Mr Carney names his podcast Old Firm Preview. They absolutely fly with the views, uh, which is interesting because there's a supporter the other side of the city who say there is no Old Firm, so I'm sure there won't be many views in this podcast, mate, but I hope every day... Everybody enjoys tomorrow, enjoys their weekend. It's all about sunshine and enjoying. I've seen a couple of arguments in the, the comments earlier. Folk just need to chill out. The sun's out, chill all out. healthy, yeah. and um, enjoy your weekend, guys. It's not that serious. Yeah, no, Carney, you should have had this as the Glasgow Derby because that's apparently what it is. So, Aye. yes, Aye. but last but not least, Scotia, there is a Glasgow Derby tonight. It's on um, BBC Scotland. I'll be watching this after it. Queen's Park love to ship goals, nine goals in two games, but they've got a chance of getting to the, the playoff final, Scotia. Thank you for coming on, and um, you're going to be watching that game, aren't you? Uh, cheers for stealing my outro there, uh, Pearson. I was about to finish up with that, but I know. Hopefully we see a goal. Was it the boy Fox that scored that absolute screamer for Queen's Park? Yes. Um, last week, come to Rangers next week. So, absolutely, peach. Actually, I watched the first leg. Um, what was it, Wednesday night? Tuesday night? I watched that. That yeah. was cracking. So, I'm uh, looking forward to that again. I, I've quite enjoyed these finishing these pods, going and watch a game in the championship. They've been enjoyable this season. So, um, yeah, as Carney and Ryan have said, thanks everyone. Thanks, guys. And speak to you tomorrow. We have victory, hopefully. Yep. Yeah, no, we will be back tomorrow. Um, from the Viceroy with a with a max reaction, hopefully smiling faces. If not, the sun's out tomorrow. The Viceroy Beer Garden will be open, so we will be in there enjoying ourselves regardless. Um, but yeah, I would like to to thank everyone in the comments. If you could like and subscribe, but we're now over four thousand, which is is phenomenal for us, um, and it keeps going up. So thank you very much for your support. But as I say, always it is over to you, Rangers. Now we have done. All we can do, we will do what we can do in the in the stands tomorrow. We will back the team, but it's down to you in that park. It is over to you. So we have been Club at 22, the Rangers podcast, and we'll be back tomorrow. Good night. <laughs>